So damn dry, Bob said. Should have come last month, me and Dee was packing pipe from sunup to sundown. We were too busy, I grimaced through my gray peppered beard, sunning ourselves and drinking tequilas on the beach in Southern California. I'll bet, hefty Bob snorted his pickaxe, chipping the dry earth onto McGavin's pant leg. The older cowboy turned to the darkening sky. Well, at least you Hollywood boys brought some Pacific Ocean rain with you. Yes, Montana became an unexpected, powerful adventure for both McGavin and me. Gav joined the local seventh grade, and I spent days at the clinic and hospital. I manned the hospital emergency room where I got to know so many locals through trying encounters. The hospital was located on the main thoroughfare between two of Montana's largest cities, Billings and Helena, and, unfortunately, the slippery winters and high winds of the northwest too frequently forced the speeding truckers to topple over. Harleton was a small former silver-loading center for the mining operations in the nearby Crazy Woman Mountains. In the early 20th century, a man named Harlow had brought the train from Billings to the area by following the Musselshell River, and his operation became prosperous through silver transport and by servicing the local beef cattle outfits, sheep ranchers, and lumber mills. Harleton's main street was almost an exact replica of the western storefronts that I had explored in Hollywood. Only Harleton's were real. Local saloons, beauty shops, a corner ice cream parlor, a tall, once-famous antique stone and wood hotel, and a medical clinic. Most wonderful for me was the tiny movie theater with its hand-lettered marquee. The owner still occasionally gave out Melmac plastic dishes to attract folks to Saturday night movies, and the perennial high school senior always manned the popcorn, candy, and soda bar. Gav joined the local baseball and football teams, competed with the tough, strong ranch boys, studied diligently for exams in different courses like History of Montana, and with humor, edged his way into the small town's drugstore pre-teenage social world. Maybe there, in a way, he even looked like me as I was growing up in a drugstore. Our interrelationship grew beyond my expectations as we spent weekends repairing cattle barns, gathering steers, shooting rifles at National Rifle Association meetings, and enjoying the small-town rodeos. That state, Montana, was such an unbelievable natural experience. The amazing openness, the wide blue sky with the whitest of puffy clouds, the Herefords grazing calmly in pastures, the antelope among the yellow haystacks, the tall autumn mountains alive with deer, elk, and bear, its quiet winters deathly still in the draping cloaks of snow and the emotional sensations it produced at the coming of the warm springtime. Once we went hunting in the hills, and Gav bagged a gorgeous five-pointed stag. I, unfortunately, missed my good shot and hit another deer in her rear quarters, crippling her. I had to run to the poor animal and stab her in the heart to prevent suffering. I still shake my head, remembering that sweet doe's huge brown eyes as she stared at me, her strength draining until life finally left her as she fell at my feet. 
We brought our kill back to the Hartman Ranch, and the folks who taught us much Western culture butchered, cooked, and served us the venison. I naturally couldn't eat a bite. With time, our connections to the Western small-town folks grew warmer, friendlier, and deeper than I had ever planned. For a guy like me, used to frequent worthless Hollywood promises and greetings, having honest folks saying, good morning, and meaning good morning, was a revelation.